Hello everyone and welcome back to the AirPod, the last episode before Christmas. I'm feeling pretty festive, Maggie. How are you doing? Are you feeling jolly? I am quite jolly. I feel like if anything, the current situation has made me just launch myself 110% into like jolly cheer. I, I think I've already watched a dozen holiday movies. It's I've never watched this many holiday movies before in any Christmas season. I don't know what's happened to me. <laughs> I think it would be due to the fact that we are currently in tier three restrictions and can't you know actually what? That go might anywhere. Be it. Yeah, there's actually nothing else to do except to watch cheesy holiday movies. You are so right. Do you have a favorite holiday movie? I need to expand my I, list. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's all the... Cl- See, I'm not so much into the holiday or um, <gasps> those kinds of films. However, We're ending this podcast right now. It's over. That's it. <laughs> How can you I'm, not like the holiday? It's like every American's dream of like Britain. <laughs> Home Alone. The Home Alone trilogy. Oh, yeah. yeah classics, um, classics. Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, okay. The Grinch. You know, Elf. Yeah. All of yes. Yes. Yeah. Elf is just one of my all-time favorite movies, like regardless of holiday time or not. That's just like top three favorite movies of all time. One thing I've experienced this year that I haven't quite indulged in before, a made-for-TV Christmas movies. Oh my God, you've been missing out. They're the best. I just watched one called Feliz Navidad. Oh, um. <laughs> how was it? Was it just amazing as we wanted to be? Um, it was, you know, it was all right. I, I think, you know, look, I'm, I'm starved for content at the moment. So I am watching things that I just would never have normally put on my watch list. But that's fine. It's keeping me entertained. But these movies are amazing. They are absolutely everything you could ever dream of. I mean, you have the like, you know, the, 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 the young woman who works hard in the city and goes back to her hometown where she was like a nerd in high school only to find that like the hot jock is actually now the third grade uh, soccer coach and then they fall in love. Boom. Holiday. <laughs> I find that there's usually everything is fixed or solved yeah. by winning the local town Christmas like <laughs> singing competition or something like yes, that. Yes, you know them so well. Oh my God, 100%, 100%. And I watch all of them all year. Well, one thing that we do get to indulge in as well this time of year are Royal Christmas cards. We've got them in. Yes. We're still waiting Such for the thrill. Sussexes card. And I believe so it is last year. on its way. We obviously had a, a real treat last year um, with that really cute photo of Archie Um, but we've had new pictures of the Cambridges and the Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall which we'll talk about shortly but it's also been a very busy week for royal news we've had huge announcements from the Sussexes from the Duchess of Sussex's first Mm -hmm. sort of public business investment to the announcement of a deal with Spotify you know we now have competition Maggie we are not the only (laughs) Cool <laughs> podcasters on the block anymore. <laughs> I know. Welcome to the party, guys. It's going to be fun. <laughs> we'll have all the details from their new podcast deal with Spotify later on in the show. But the breaking news earlier today was that the Duchess of Sussex had settled a legal claim against a paparazzi news agency that had taken photos of herself and Archie during their time in Canada at the start of the year. Uh, This took place at the High Court in London, where Splash News, uh, which is currently in administration after suffering throughout this pandemic, um, were forced to essentially agree not to take photos of her, Harry or Archie, should they ever resume 
trading again. Uh, the judge at the High Court heard from Meghan's solicitor who said that the photos of Meghan uh, walking her dogs and Archie were taken during a private family outing and should never have seen the light of day. So quite a win for the couple who have really been quite fearless when it comes to fighting for their own privacy. Yeah, were you surprised by this verdict or was this something that we were expecting, Omid? I think the couple know their rights and it's, you know, we time and time again, we hear from often sections of sort of newspaper commentary or even on social media, people complaining when the Sussexes announce a new deal mm. or a new project. And the first question or the sort of sarcastic question that comes is, didn't they want privacy? And I think there's a difference between wanting to live public lives and knowing where the law will defend you in that, in that space. Obviously, they know that they have roles uh, within the sort of philanthropic space and they want their work to be amplified. They want people to cover it. They also want to share private moments with the world when they choose on their own terms, such as this forthcoming Christmas card photo of the family that we'll see soon. Mm -hmm. But I think they also know that they're entitled to be able to walk in a private space or even be in their own backyard and uh, be afforded that right to privacy that any other human being is entitled to. So I think it's now that they're not part of the institution, they're really able to just take action as and when they see it necessary. And I think this is a, is a great win for them, but it also sets a precedent for them in the future. I think it will really um, scare off, I think, a lot of the attention that they may have had when uh, COVID restrictions sort of eased in California and they're out and about again. It may mm. make other agencies think twice before pursuing them, which ultimately will have a great sort of impact on their lives as a private family. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask next, because I'm, I'm curious, you know, they obviously have quite a few court cases that are still ongoing right now. Uh, do you think this is sort of something that's indicative of what would happen in these other cases? Or was this more of a standalone uh, verdict? I think this is great to see them win something that's really setting out what privacy is and what should be expected and what is unacceptable. Mm -hmm. And this will hopefully set a precedent and an example for future cases. We obviously know that privacy is at the centre of the case against Associated Newspapers and Mail on Sunday for the case against the publication of uh, the very private letter that she wrote to her father. And so I hope that these are almost sort of building blocks that go towards sort of uh, setting up these scenarios as where the line is sort of unacceptable to cross. So we'll have to just wait and see. Now, that was, of course, breaking news today. But I want to take you back to almost the, the end of the last episode <laughs> because we just missed a very important outing for the Cambridges who have, of course, done that three day tour of the country on the royal train thanking frontline workers and key workers across the country, including in Scotland, Wales, where there was a somewhat lukewarm reception. Mm. Um, do go back and listen to that episode if you haven't listened to it yet. Um, but this uh, outing that we saw in London was a chance for the couple to surprise uh, royal watchers, but also essential workers and their families with a special performance of a pantomime in London at the Palladium Theatre. Now, for those that don't know what pantomime is, and Maggie, are you... I was just familiar? about to say, I, I know it's very popular in England, and I know that I need to know more about it, but all I know is that it's a big deal here, but I don't really know what it is in America. 
<laughs> well, we're officially in panto season, and, and that really continues. Wait, there's it's called the... panto season. Stop, oh, explain everything. It's <gasps> very important. It's a big part of British culture. Pantomime is essentially um, slapstick comedy on stage alongside music and sort of fairy tale themes. So there are often pantomime performances of Jack and the Beanstalk, Cinderella, the sort of big famous fairy tales oh, wow. that we all know about, but. There is a sort of comedy element to it with children. So children are able to sort of uh, participate by shouting uh, from the audience. There's often questions are called out or there are songs to sing along to. And it's always sort of, I guess, kind of a traditional family outing over here. I used to go to Panzo's as a kid. And although I, I will say sometimes they can be quite scary, but that's completely other, other point altogether. Wait, really? No. <laughs> well, because there's always, so, a, bad, I'm, I'm... There's always a bad guy. Oh. There's always like the wicked witch or the yeah, Grinch yeah, yeah. or someone. And as, as like a four-year-old, sometimes that can be terrifying <laughs> when it's on I'm stage just... in front of you and they're talking about <laughs> kidnapping children. <laughs> okay, Omid, let's just put it out now. You know, the unfortunate circumstances that surround 2020, we can't go to one anymore this year. But next year, can we please do a podcast from a... Pa- Panto theater, like from the panto season. In the heart of panto season, I want to do a podcast from a pantomime performance. All right, I think I think we can we can figure something out on that front. It gives gives us plenty. It of sounds time so fun. Yeah, plenty of time. We have a whole year here. Everyone, tune it's back in next you. year at this time. This is a long <laughs> tease. Well, this special performance was essentially put on for essential workers and their families. So, uh, based in London. So we're really talking about those working in retail, people that continued working throughout the pandemic, ambulance workers, hospital staff, uh, street cleaners, you name it, anyone that really sort of kept the city moving during the most difficult times. And so it was really a chance for children to have an outing. It was of course done very socially distanced. Uh, The theatre ran at a very limited capacity, so all the seats were spread out, families mm. got to sit together but had two metres away from other family members and anyone over the age of 11 had to wear a mask. Um, but of course the big <laughs> surprise of this was that the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge arrived with Louis, Charlotte and George oh. all in tow, which <laughs> was a surprise for many. I think it had been sort of in the works for a little while at Kensington Palace but they didn't make mm-hmm. a formal announcement until the family had actually sort of safely been inside um, and avoided big crowds outside because of course that was the one thing they wanted to avoid was having half of London rush across to see um, the world's most famous royal children on a red carpet. (laughs) We can imagine planning things right now too is so last minute because just you don't know what the restrictions are going to be like Uh, but it it was so fun to see the whole family out and about you know this is right off the tails of their uh, big royal train tour the week before so they've had a busy holiday season and now they're getting the kids involved as well. I feel like they'll have a a well-deserved break hopefully coming up for them. Yes and after the photos of this were revealed Um, and shared by Kensington Palace, there were also a special video message that the Cambridges recorded. 
that kind of gave us a little insight into a different side of them. Uh, this was them essentially acting. They took turns reading a reworked version of Twas the Night Before Christmas, mm -hmm. and it was over footage of elves that had been working at the uh, London Palladium on the day of the theatre, who had been asking all the children coming in what they wanted for Christmas. And during mm. the performance, the elves all rush rushed off to the Hamley's toy store, uh, which is uh, an uh, iconic department, toy department store in London, to go and buy those toys and wrap them. Oh, sweet. So when the kids left the theater, <laughs> they all got to get their Christmas wishes. That is so thoughtful and, and what a big undertaking as well. The elves uh, certainly uh, put their time in this year. <laughs> Yes, uh, and proof that Santa, elves, and reindeers are all frontline essential workers during this. This is true. If we've learned one time. thing from 2020, it's that Santa's an essential worker. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it was two weeks before Christmas, and all through the land, key workers kept working to help give us a hand. The nurses, the doctors, at the heart of the fight. Join teachers, shop workers, volunteers in their plight. And the country was grateful for all they had done and wanted to thank them and bring them some fun. Now, we also heard from the Queen this week who uh, suffered a But handled rather... it like a champ. <laughs> she really did. It was an engagement with an accounting firm, KPMG. But there was a, a sweet moment that I think anyone who with uh, an elder family member can recognize was uh, i think during the call uh, the, the screen seemingly went blank for her majesty and she sat there and looked at the green and just said you've just disappeared all of you <laughs> and uh, i think there was a slight silence before everyone came back and she realized everything was okay <laughs> she handled it well though no accidental swearing you know, throwing things at the t at the computer screen. I mean, these are all things that I'm sure everyone's made the mistake of doing on Zoom calls over the past six months during lockdown. Are but, you speaking um, from personal was... experience? No, never. Not me, Omid. I'm I'm cool, calm, and collected all the time. <laughs> <laughs> She really did, though. She just went with the flow. And I mean, I know we've talked about this so many times before, but I just love the fact that um, all of the worlds, but especially the Queen, has embraced virtual meetings and technology. There's just something about seeing the Queen, a woman in her 90s, a woman who's, you know, been in this position for decades upon decades and has seen so much change, uh, now just rolling with the new technology. And, and you know, you think about all the different things she's, she's seen over her reign. I mean, when she started, they weren't really televising televising royal events now she's doing them over zoom that is such a huge leap and i just love thinking about that when i see her in front of that computer screen mm. well we'll see more of the queen before the holidays of course or, or at least on christmas day when we get the queen's annual christmas speech mm. broadcast that i would imagine will be handled slightly differently this year now if we go by past history that speech should have already been recorded and we know that the queen is currently at Windsor Castle. There are no plans to go to Sandringham for Christmas this year. Um, however, it'll be interesting to see how what is usually quite a big production uh, work with such uh, limited uh, social distancing rules in place. And, you know, I would imagine that someone has probably set up an entire camera uh, system that's handled remotely. Hmm. 
lighting and the queen can go in an empty room and record the speech by herself. And let's be honest, she knows what she's doing, so I don't think she needs much. Because we've learned anything from this week. <laughs> she's got the technology handle. Exactly. Um, I, we have not heard from the palace on what topics the speech might cover, but I think it's pretty obvious that this will be something that will not only try and raise morale, around the holidays and celebrate the fact that in the UK there is a small window of time where uh, families mm. can gather in a very limited capacity to celebrate the holidays together. Um, some people not having not seen each other for many months this year, um, but of course looking back and honouring those who have been uh, very active throughout the pandemic. I think it's very unlikely that we'll see her referring to some of the more personal issues that are taking place in the family, such as the departure of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I have to say, Omid, I, I've gotten so into the Queen's um, Christmas messages since moving over here, and I feel like this year in particular, you know, uh, she really motivated the country, um, you know, what was that, eight months ago now, seven months ago uh, when the pandemic first started, and so this year in particular, you know, it's, it's that moment for her to, to do what she does best, bringing people together, so I'm, I'm really excited this year to see what she says. And we'll have all the details on that coming up in a future episode of the AirPod. Um, but before then, we have a lot more to cover. And after the break, we'll be diving deep into Brand Sussex, which is growing at a rapid Ooh. pace. We've had some really interesting developments <laughs> this week, including the announcement of the couple's foray into something that we're a little familiar with, Maggie, podcasting. Welcome back. Just a few months ago, we heard about the Sussex's landmark deal with Netflix to produce documentaries, docuseries, movies, scripted shows and children's programmes. Definitely a lot on their place at the moment, but that hasn't stopped <laughs> Harry and Meghan from expanding their content empire. This week, we heard a major announcement from Spotify sharing that a multi-year partnership with Archwell Audio, the Sussex's newly launched audio production company, has officially gone into action with a brand new episode from the couple uh, as the hosts of their own podcast series, Dropping Any Day Now. Maggie, how do you feel about this? This is exciting. It is exciting because I think with a lot of these new endeavors they've been putting out, I wasn't sure how much we were actually going to be seeing of the couple, right? You know, a lot of it is about them being producers and a platform for supporting um, different organizations that, that, that mean a lot to them, different, you know, diversity platforms, and it's a platform for stories that they want to tell. So, you know, with the Netflix deal, they might not be on camera for a lot of those things. It might just be things they're producing, things they're passionate about. Um, so to, to hear the couple and to hear from the couple was actually really exciting. Yeah, and we did get a little preview actually alongside this statement that was shared by the Sussexes. They, they revealed that they're not only host and produce a podcast, but the focus will be on building community through shared experiences, narratives and values as part of this partnership. And uh, Megan and Harry said in the statement that what they love about podcasting is that it reminds us all to take a moment and to really listen to connect to one another without mm. distraction. And they refer to those cha these challenges that we've had in 2020 and say that there's never been a more important time to do this because when we hear each other and hear each other's stories, we're reminded of how interconnected we all are. And I think that's something that everyone can agree on. But don't let me tell you about the show. I'm gonna hand over to the couple <laughs> themselves who will do a far better job than I can. Hi guys, I'm Harry. And I'm Megan. 
One of the things my husband and I have always talked about is our passion for meeting people and hearing their stories. And no matter what the story, they usually offer you an understanding of where someone else is coming from. And at the same time, remind you in some way of a story about yourself. And that's what this project is all about, to bring forward different perspectives and voices that perhaps you haven't heard before and find our common ground. Because when that happens, change really is possible. And you know, this is also a moment to celebrate kindness and compassion, something we saw in so many places this year and which will underlie everything you hear from Archwell Audio. So that's what we're up to. And first up... Is a holiday special. Dun, 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 dun. Ding, 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 ding. We can't wait to share it with you. It'll be out later this month. We're talking to some amazing people. They're going to share their memories that have really helped shape this past year, which has been, as we know, a difficult one for everyone. So what you just heard was mm -hmm. the first, I guess, episode zero or a pre-pilot episode of Archwell from Archwell Audio. Um, Harry and Meghan are set to host a holiday special that's dropping any day now that's going to highlight stories of hope and compassion from inspirational guests in celebration of the new year. And, you know, Maggie, I think we knew that the couple wanted to continue uh, their work in a way that still has social impact despite whatever commercial uh, interests may be sitting alongside that. We knew that they wanted to sort of give uh, sort of deeper storytelling on subjects that are important to them through the Netflix deal. But this Spotify pr production will also allow them to do that in perhaps a slightly more personal way. I mean, here we're hearing them as just Harry and Meghan. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of um, an angle that we haven't really been allowed into their lives before. You know, this is them really taking charge of their own message and of the people they want to talk to, the stories they want to tell, uh, the inspiration they want to get across. I mean, the fact that they're going to be the hosts of this, we'll be hearing from them, you know, on a fairly frequent basis. And not only hearing from them, but, you know, these are the people they'll be talking to the people that they want to, to highlight, the organizations that they want to feature. So it's going to be a very personal look into themselves and also the things that are most important. Yeah, and you know, this really follows follows exactly what they announced in, it was almost April this year, when, when they announced the name of Archwell, their nonprofit organization, that they, you know, at the time they just mm. said that they hoped to build it one day and, you know, the inspiration of it was also the inspiration for their son's name. But they said that, you know, really this is about doing something with meaning, doing something that matters. And, you know, they really wanted to remain faithful to that in everything that they do. And I think that something like this is a great way to, again, reach people directly. You know, we've seen the Sussexes already do that with the success of their Sussex Royal Instagram account when they're working members of the royal family. That's obviously now defunct, but it was a way for them to really share things directly with the public. And whilst I don't think the focus of these episodes will be on them, and I think Spotify said that there won't be a full series until sometime in 2021, I would imagine um, earlier in the year rather than later, um, but it will, I think, give us an opportunity to learn more about them and again hear their voices. You know, it's very easy to lose who someone actually is because we often mm. see them as a sort of like caricature that's sort of depicted in the media. Um, but I think it's that FaceTime or, or, or audio time that in this case that people will get with them, I think will sort of give people a deeper understanding of what they're all about and what, what's important to them at the moment. And with the other thing that I just, 
I'm so shocked by in all of this though is just how much they've been working because you know I think we weren't really sure what was going to happen because not only you know did they, they stop being working members of the royal family but then a pandemic hit and everything went into lockdown so it'd be very justifiable to say maybe take the year off but now we have in just the past few weeks these huge announcements about their Netflix deal about their deal with Spotify Megan's buying companies now I mean uh, they're doing a lot of work they've been really busy in the past few months yeah well just before before this incredible news on Spotify deal, uh, we also heard about Megan's first, I guess, like public business investment. Um, mm. You know, I'm sure she has had private business of her own in the past, but this is the first time that sh something's been shared publicly and it fits very much in line with what we know about Megan, who is someone that's a fan of celebrating good food, uh, the, the sort of power of, of female-led businesses, particularly small businesses that are still growing. And she always said that she wanted to be someone that can amplify that with the platform that she has. And so I guess it comes as little surprise that she announced her first public invent investment in a brand called Clever Blend. It's a coffee company based in Southern California, uh, led by a woman called Hannah Mendoza. And uh, essentially they make instant oat milk lattes with ethically sourced ingredients, but there's also superfood ingredients alongside them. And so it's very much on trend. Um, it's also incredibly, it's a business that's based in Montecito, which is literally around the corner from their home. So this is something that she discovered organically um, whilst living in the area. And uh, as she said in a, in a statement, this investment's in support of a passionate female entrepreneur who prioritizes building community alongside her business. And she says she's proud to invest in their commitment to sourcing ethical ingredients and creating a product that she loves and has a holistic approach to wellness. Hmm. And there's someone else that loves this product, Maggie. <laughs> Almost on the same day, Oprah Winfrey shared on her social media account. Mm, of course. A hamper, <laughs> a hamper, a beautiful hamper shared by, or get, gifted to her by the Duchess of Sussex to, I guess, show her friend uh, more about this investment that she had made. And Oprah put it on her Instagram stories immediately. I mean, look, you only need to go to the Clever Blends website. They've already sold out. <laughs> They've now <laughs> ramped up. I mean, no doubt between Megan and Oprah, you're doing pretty well with the PR there. Exactly. That's a home run. And I think um, people have questioned, will Megan be the face of this product, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. I, uh, I'm under the understanding that this is something that is a business investment for, for her. So whilst her name is now attached to it, we're not going to see her posting sponsored posts on an Instagram account or, or anything like that, uh, certainly at this time. And I, I think this sort of shows another element to Megan that perhaps we haven't seen, which is the kind of savvy businesswoman um, who is not only making smart uh, investments that will her family and children will benefit from in the future, but also uh, helping raise awareness of small uh, female-led companies uh, locally in the US, which is, you know, certainly at the moment, we, we talk a lot about shopping independently, shop locally, supporting local businesses, and this is exactly that. 
Yeah, but it's great. It's obviously such a part of the community. I mean, not only quite literally their, their neighbor is the business owner, but um, the whole idea of the product sort of sounds just very Californian. Um, that's not a knock on it either, only because <laughs> I, I love oat milk. I have oat milk in my morning coffee like, every single morning, so I'm a big oat milk fan, and I cannot wait to try this basket. In fact, um, I would love a hamper sampler as well, just like our friend Oprah. So putting it out there. <laughs> Are you? Do you? You you don't see? So Omen and I go out for coffee. And I've noticed that I always get oat or almond, but you normally get soy, don't you? I often get soy milk, and I, I don't know why. I think I'm just a creature of habit. Um, but I have actually moved Whoa. to oat milk. Whoa! Oh my God! See, ago. this is what happens when we can't get together for coffees, Omid. <laughs> I don't even know your coffee order anymore. I, um, I've I've gotten quite into uh, adding a scoop of collagen to my latte well which sounds look at disgusting, you no you and megan it's just... actually very well i have i've not seen collagen lattes in this lineup but i'm i'm open to it being added if you guys are listening <laughs> but um yeah your answer your wish will be answered i think in february next year because clever blends going to open up their ordering to international orders they've had so many requests really? since okay. the announcement of megan's investment that they are going to be expanding overseas which is huge for a company that is still very new on the block wow and because I mean, this is going to open up a lot of doors for their investments going forward i wonder if this will become a huge part of sort of their brand will be investments um i also wonder just how many pitches they will have received <laughs> since last week oh gosh how many oat milk pitches can you receive in one week <laughs> Well, something I would love to receive this week is a royal Christmas card, but I'm afraid I'm not on the list. <laughs> but oh, I did yeah. get sent uh, email photos from both Kensington Palace and Clarence House with the new royal Christmas cards on. And Maggie, they're slightly different this year. The, we've got a picture of the Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall taken in the summer. Um, yeah, which I think, that. given how gloomy things are at the moment. I don't blame them for wanting to br brighten things up. This was a photo taken in their garden at their Scottish home, Birkhall. It's the couple on a bench surrounded by flowers and lots of bees in the photos as well, which I'm sure would delight Prince Charles because he is all about advocating for uh, bee... <laughs> I don't know what the word is. Bee Big equality. Big bee advocate. Big bee equality. <laughs> I loved it. I love just the two of them, that image too, of them sort of sitting on the bench together in, in, in nature in a place that they love and are comfortable. I thought it was really sweet. Yeah, last, I think it was last year's photo that might still be my favourite of theirs, which was they had taken a picture in, uh, on their royal visit to Cuba and it was a picture of the pair of them in a classic MG uh, sports car taken in Havana. They both had their sunglasses on and it was just very... It was slightly out of character, but very cool for them. So. <laughs> I like that one. It is a fun chance to see that personal side. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that really came from the Cambridges with their Christmas card. It was, I think, leaked online actually a little, little earlier because, of course, people are already receiving it. Um, it's not just sent out to friends and family, but all of the charities, the organizations, anyone that they've really worked alongside or had time with this year or all the kind of people that receive... Uh, Christmas cards from members of the royal family and this photo that was taken by the Cambridges featured uh, Louis, Charlotte and George all in their countryside finest because the photo was taken mm. by Matt Porteous, a photographer they've often worked with, um, in the fall at Anne Hall. 
lots of coziness in the, in the pictures, lots of wool and fur trim. <laughs> <laughs> it did look very much like, a, like what I would have pictured as a quintessential royal family get together. Yeah, and I guess they're a big fan of like log fires by the looks of it, given how much chopped wood there is in the background. <laughs> That's actually pretty hysterical. There was a lot of chopped wood. They're just prepared for the winter ahead, Omid. They really are. They are all about coziness. Oh, ready. I could use that right um, now. Are you going to be posting your Christmas card online for everyone to oh see? Oh my gosh. It's, well, it's a good question. Should I? I, I, post, I put a lot of photos on my Christmas card. I, th- I think the the world needs to see. Does it, now I'm now I'm a little embarrassed because they're often of, uh, like of us jumping in random places. All right, I'm doing it, everyone. I'm doing it next week. You know, just like the royals post theirs, I feel like we should post ours on it. <laughs> you want to build up to it. Well, I don't yeah. have a Christmas card because <gasps> I um, just am lazy. Okay, but... well, we're gonna change that. That's another goal. I for usually next send year. a voice a voice note to my friend. Do you really? <laughs> That's kind of fun, actually. Yeah, I mean, we're all in contact. So, But uh, yeah, I guess, Maggie, if the people want to see, uh, they can find it at Maggie Ruley on Instagram. You are an avid poster, actually. Lots of animals. And I'm, I'm very much here. <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed to say people always think that I have a dog. I don't. Those are all strangers' dogs that I just take photos with, for the record. <laughs> I used to be that person, yeah, too. Yeah, now you post your own dog. This is my mission, is to get you to get a dog in 2021. Yeah, um, talk to my husband. He's the one that needs convincing. So actually, everybody should just flood our accounts. To not, that, that's how we'll convince him. <laughs> All right, dog emojis yes, underneath that's what your we Christmas need. card. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, that kind of brings us to the end of the show. We will have news on all the goings on amongst all the royal family members and their holiday plans in the next episode. And a little insight into what usually goes on into a royal Christmas. And of course, some news on the Queen's Christmas message. Um, But until then, look after yourselves and each other. I hope you'll have a lovely Christmas day with your family or your loved ones, be it virtually or in person. I think we all deserve a few minutes rest during the holidays it has been a taxing year for everyone for a number of reasons but i think this year more than ever it's so true omid but i'm excited i get to talk to you at least one more time before christmas so we'll have another jolly episode lined up but um have a good start to the holiday week and can't wait to catch up with everyone soon absolutely take care everyone and i guess merry christmas (laughs) 